All right, welcome to the Equal Yoke, where we are seeking to equip Christian households to be equally yoked in their theology in order to plow ahead in the Great Commission. Your ears and now your eyes do not deceive you. We are back. Morgan, it has been almost Almost an entire year. Let's fill everyone in on our year hiatus, shall we? We shall. My, you look rather voluptuous. Good Morgan. choice of word. What? <laughs> how, did you, are you allergic to bees? Did you step on a wasp outside? I feel like I am right now, but yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, the people are waiting. 28 weeks pregnant 28 now. weeks Baby pregnant. Baby number three. With a gracious blessing of God. Yes, a little girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she has a name. She does have a name. Havila. Havila Dawn Hill. Coming at you fresh out the oven. January-ish. Two months. Yeah, wow, that's right on top of us. So we have taken a year hiatus, and there has been quite a lot going on. As you can tell, the intro sounds a little different. It's still me saying something about equally yoked and theology and the Great Commission, but we're refining those things because the past year has been one that has been nothing short of a retooling and a refinement for our family in the most gracious and blessed ways possible. Um, Adding another child to the quiver to train up, we are very humbled by that, that the Lord would be gracious and kind to us and bless us in that manner. And that's not the only thing. We've got a lot to catch you up on tonight because it is nighttime right now. It's actually past my bedtime. It's our bedtime. I've been up (laughs) since how long? It's been one of those weird days. I think I've been up for uh, almost 24 hours. So let's address the elephant in the room other than that. Thank you. The elephant. This is when you know you get to a good point in your marriage that you can can joke like that. No, we are now... Visible. Look, we've even got, you see this at the at the Hill household and at the Equal Yoke. We care about excellency and we want to give the best uh, content possible. So look at this. We've got our own, see me over here on this? We've got, my own, we've got our own video switcher, digital video switcher, and we're running the Rodecaster Pro, and this is Cinemaker. I don't get paid to plug these things. Do you get paid to plug these things? I don't. I wish I did. But they're great tools, and we pray that... This is a benefit to you. So we'll just kind of start, now that we've addressed two elephants, of you are pregnant, and it is my child. I sure hope so. (laughs) And we're now visual. You're you're able to see us and hear us, podcast and YouTube, and wherever else this will end up coming out. But we have some things to catch everyone up on. So we ended last season, if you want to call it a season, and we were... We had this idea of the equal yoke, um, seeing how our journey in our marriage thus far had been one where the Lord had, to use that word, refined, retooled, and reshaped. And it was like Amos 3.3 3 says, "If how can two walk together if they don't agree to meet? And we had agreed to meet in our marriage and dating and all those things. And it would seem like sometimes the pace wasn't always the same. I might be up here and you here and vice versa. And it was kind of like one of those um, like dropping 
something that's buoyant into water, like it finally got started, started, started bob, stopped yeah. bobbing, bobbing and got um, lined out. And so there are a lot of different things. So last season we ended, we had a great idea, I believe. That's why we're continuing with it of we want to see families and marriages be equally yoked. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 6. Uh, specifically, Paul is talking there about not being unequally yoked with unbelievers. And you may not understand that. And that simply means uh, a yoke is something that you would put on an ox or a donkey or a horse, two of them to keep them side by side, so that when you're plowing the field or you're pulling the wagon, one doesn't overpower the other. You may have one that's stronger and one that's weaker or vice versa, and they level one another out. We're called to have equally yoked marriages and households. And so we had that idea, but we just kind of shot out of a cannon a lot of stuff, didn't we? We did. We probably uh, just went for it instead of <laughs> planned it out a little bit more. And you know what? I'm glad that we went for it because we've had, over the past year, we've had n- a numerous amount of people uh, reach out to us and say, hey, what happened to the equal Where yoke? Are Where at? are you all at? Um, had... Josh Nimi texted me a while ago. I was like, "What are you? Are y'all going to bring that back?" Like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what to do with it because, as before, we had told anybody that we were expecting again, and all these various other things that we'll catch you up on. And we're not going to make this a long episode. This is kind of like episode zero. Where have we been, and what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, episode zero of of season two. It is going to be much more refined. We're going to kind of give you some sneak peeks about what's coming down the line. But after we ended last season around the holidays, let's just catch everybody up on like what happened right out of the gate because that's really honestly what kept us out for a while. Go ahead, Morgan. The COVID. <laughs> the Rona got us. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> and it got us down for like it got, a month. Yeah. It got me the worst out of everybody. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. And it, but it wasn't anything to shut the world down over. I just no. lost my taste for six weeks <laughs> and smell. That was very detrimental to you, though. It was. The thing that was so odd about that is is um, our dear friends Charles and Betsy Yao from down in Mississippi uh, came up to spend New Year's with us, and we got it, and they had already had it, so they actually were they a great blessing. They took us. care of us um, <laughs> yes. and fed us. And so Charles had cooked a great biscuits and gravy breakfast that morning and I ate it it was so good and then not three or four hours later when we went to eat the (laughs) was it black eyed peas and stuff for and within three hours I lost my taste and it was so we had a fun time with that yeah so we did play the game of can you taste this for like six (laughs) weeks (laughs) I think the one thing that I almost tasted and it wasn't uh I could taste it is whenever we were at um our friend yeah our friend Garrett Sophia's house um, that they that? gave me, it was, it was like a dewormer. <laughs> Don't tell Fauci. Um, it was and really, really it was like bitter. absinthe almost. It was uh, like pure, almost pure alcohol. And I made a face <laughs> like, they're like, can you taste it? I'm like, no, but it burns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I can't taste this. Yeah. So Rona, we had the Rona. Yes. And um, then let's see within well, the church stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So shortly after, you know, when we launched the Equal Yoke last year in 2021, the Lord had already been working in our hearts and confirming through various ways, um, through prayer and just common conversation, that 
um, our time at the church that we were serving at, that I was serving as pastor, was coming to an end, not because anything was wrong, not because there was conflict. Love the people at Oakwood. Love, love, love them. Still have great relationships with them. Um, but we were beginning to realize that um, we wanted to minister, I wanted to minister in my hometown, that there was not a solidly, uh, confessionally reformed church in the area period, not just in the my hometown. There's not a confessional so church for, yeah, I think until you get about 40 or 50 miles away and that would be like a, a PCA church. Yeah. So there is just like no confessional reformed churches here. And, you know, this is, this is where my heart is. I want to see that come to the central Eastern Kentucky area. And so we had already started talking about that about this time last year on the dot Yeah. and praying through that. And, um, long story short, uh, became settled on that and, uh, presented that to, uh, my, our previous church at Oakwood and they received it with, with, um, joy. Like we understand you've been making a long drive every week, you know, an hour each way. And there was some questions and they weren't bad questions. They were just like, so what are you doing? Why this and all these things, you know, what does that mean for us? Are you just leaving us high and dry? No, I'd never do that. So I stayed for a while to make sure they got some things balanced out and stuff. But so we are, um, we're in the the process of of church planting right now, and that is um, exhaustingly fun. I'm gonna say it's the best of um, both sides. It's tiring, but it's exciting. Yeah, it is. It is very tiring, um, but it's. It's the type of work like Paul talks about in Second um, Corinthians of it's 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 laboring for the Lord. It's um it's being poured out. It's He's the God of all comfort who gives you strength. It reminds me. I was I've told you this like three times a day. I read the whole book of Second Corinthians this morning in my study, and it's it's my favorite book of the New Testament by far. That's not one that a lot of people say that is their favorite book. And I think it's my favorite book because of how sarcastic Paul gets at the end. But there's this line right at the, the this verse right at the beginning of 2 Corinthians 1 9. He's talking about they were, um, I think they were in Troas or over in the Macedonia area. And they, he said that he and, and Titus and company felt like they had been given the sentence of death. Like they were so persecuted and wore out and all these things. And he says this line that it it brings tears to my eyes every time I read it and think about it. He says, "But um, this is the Zacchaeus paraphrase. But we we were given the ministry of death so that we wouldn't we would stop doing things in our own power and start doing it by the power of the God who raises the dead. And like that's how we feel right now. It's like oh, and it, but it's great. The Lord has blessed us immensely with um, our core group." And with a fantastic mother church, um, we are Silver City Church in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. Um, you can check us out at silvercityky.com. You can obviously follow us around on social media and link through things. But um, we... Or if you are also in church yeah. or in, in search of a Reformed church and mm-hmm. there's not one anywhere near you, feel free to move. Yeah, feel free to move. Come join us in Kentucky. Um, plant roots somewhere. You yep. want to see the 
the Great Commission go forth, then realize that it's, it's about planting roots and sowing seed. And sometimes that means planting a vineyard uh, right outside your back door or traveling uh, somewhere to plant an orchard and watch it grow. And um, But anyway, uh, in right after COVID, um, you asked me to do some, start doing some house yes. improvements. Would you like to tell the lovely people what you've, what I've, I'm, I'm not saying that you made me do it. I do enjoy it, but what you've, the honeydew list of, of, uh, the Hill household. Oh, we've painted almost every room in this house now. Yep. We have. And built this beautiful bookshelf. Yes. This beautiful library. Shout Laid out to, kitchen, to Papa, to, uh, George McGuire for helping yes. in this and building the heritage of a legacy library for to a thousand generations, I hope. Yes. Um, no, we've just, we finally hit the point, or I guess I, I finally hit the point as um, just being the keeper of the home of like, okay, hey, let's take dominion over this place. Let's make it hmm. our own. Let's make it look good. Let's make it uh, fit our family and be functional yeah. as much as possible. And it has um, the library... So the previous Equal Yoke season um, was recorded upstairs in like this tiny study. It's It's now it's not it's actually not tiny (laughs) by any means, but it was it was a study that it was intended to be a bedroom. Um, And now it is. It is a bedroom now. Nova has it. Our oldest daughter Nova, she has it now. And um, but it was in there, and we were kind of like huddled around a desk and stuff, and so. Uh, we realized, you know, as soon as I got up, I went into the study before everybody else got up and then you would come in there and then the kids would just venture in there. And, you know, a lot of people, the the heartbeat of the home or the central nervous system of the home is like the living room. Yeah. Cause it's TV and like, that's not our family. It's the, it's, it's always been books. around books. And so we had this room down here that always we just didn't know what to do with, and it was dawned on us, this could be a sweet library. And now it is. As, as like, Yul <laughs> Brenner said uh, on the Ten Commandments playing Ramsey's, so let it be written, so let it be done. And so it happened. <laughs> but you had me do a, a honeydew list, and I was painting the living room a beautiful mustard color. It's gorgeous, goldenrod mustard. It's beautiful. It was during Nova the... Nova did inform me, though, the other day that um, it's not going to match our Christmas decorations like our beige walls did, though. She's very upset about that. She is a <laughs> bright she is, artiste. She is a homemaker in the making. She is. And she's a Homemaker in the making. Homemaker in the making. That just runs off the, runs off the tongue. It does. Homemaker in the making, making bacon. How about that? We do like bacon. See, that's what happens when you grow <laughs> up uh, at a car auction like I have. Just you just... really fast. It just happens. Um... Anyway, painting the living room in the great ice storm that never happened in the second week or third week of January, and was listening to a book, an audio book. Uh, it was a, a book called It's Good to Be a Man by Michael Foster. I didn't know who Michael Foster was, really. Love you, Michael. I didn't either. I know that you're listening to this. I had no, I, I really had no idea who he was. I think I remember, I was like, I know the name. It's vaguely familiar from Twitter. And listened to it. It was wonderful. Um, highly recommend it. It's Good to Be a Man. It's right here. Hey, it's good to be. That's my hardback copy right here, um, and had a question about it after I actually painted the whole living room. And by God's providence, it's exactly how long the audio book was. Did you see those shift? 
No. <laughs> um, and so I had a question about one of his chapters, and I messaged him on Facebook. I, I just I randomly got on Facebook and saw that he had a profile. I messaged him and thanked him for his work and said, I have a question about one of the chapters from some clarification. I don't disagree. I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not trying to fight. I just want some clarification and sent it. And I even talked to you about it multiple times. Said, man, this has really got me to think about some things. Um, and what was it? Oh, you were gone. I was gone. You were going to a little woman's Because you called conference. me while I was getting ready. Yeah, to you were going to a little women's conference and I was typing a paper or something. And Michael messaged me back. And long story short, um, we had a phone conversation and uh, struck up a, a wonderful friendship. Uh, and he's become like a, uh, he is a mentor to me and a great brother. And um, we ended up in, I had no idea that he was in Batavia, Ohio, which is just east side Cincinnati, which is an hour and a half from yeah, us. Not very long from us at all. Um, as the crow flies, it's only like 77 miles, but you got to, you know, zigzag and do all that stuff. So, um, whoa, camera angle change. What about that? Uh, and we just struck up a wonderful friendship and with all the people in East River and they wanted to get behind the work. And so they're our mother church. Silver City Church is a mission church, a daughter church of um, East River Church in Batavia, Ohio. So please do go check out their content and, um, you know, support them but that's that's where we're at right now uh so we are looking to produce content that brings confessional historic christianity to the common people that's the endeavor on and that's not our endeavor that's that's the endeavor of of the group endeavor um from east river silver city and we pray more that would join us um i don't know if i I think that's pretty much everything that's it. for me. What about you? Anything? I'm just over here, you know, growing a baby. Yeah. Mm. Taking a lot out of you. <laughs> I've talked a lot this episode, so. That's totally fine. Um, mainly because you, for the past 45 minutes, have sneezed every six seconds. I don't know what's happened. It's probably Rona again. Well, you know. It's Omnicorn 2.0. No, it's probably the fact that our weather goes from 30 degrees to 70 degrees here consistently. Well, we're getting to that 20-minute mark that we want to stay under. So let's let's just let the cat out of the bag for what's coming down the pipeline. Um, household systematic theology. It's not lame, I promise. Yeah, it's not lame. This has been the vision all along for the Equal Yoke. We want to equip Christian households, Christian families, whether you be um, a single young bachelor or bachelorette that's about to be married, a young, freshly minted Christian family, um, a freshly minted Christian family that's older, you know, it comes to the Lord older in life, or a established veteran Christian family, um, or even I would consider also, you know, widows and widowers in the Lord, those types of things. So Christian households of all shapes, sizes, flavors, we want to equip you all and give you the resources to begin forming your own um, household systematic theology. So what does that mean? 
Well, thinking about equally yoked, um, walking together, a systematic theology, this is a little preview of the next episode, a systematic theology is a, a theology or a study of God that systematizes or takes everything about a certain topic in the Bible and, and puts them together and explains that. And that's how we think about things, really, as human beings. That's why systematic theology is such a wonderful uh, gift and study and tool. But each household needs that uh, because each household functions presuppositionally on a household systematic theology. You want to elaborate any on that? Um, yeah, I think a quote that I've always really liked is, um, and I'm, I don't have it written down, so this is my paraphrase, mm. is uh, R.C. Sproul, mm. how he was like, it's not a question of if you're a theologian, it's if you're a good one. Mm. And so it's the same for the family. Yep. Um, it's not a question of do you have a household theology? It's is it a good one? Right. You know, do you, is ever, does everybody have their own individual personal yeah is it cohesive um is is it it collective correct yeah uh is it actually biblical Mm -hmm. um is it intentional and um all of those things really have to uh form together and come together to create a true biblical christian household yeah so thinking about um Genesis and Mark 10, um, and then obviously the Pauline epistles with Paul's analogies of the body uh, of Christ and man and woman. So the two become one flesh. We're talking about households. Um, So whether you're about to become a household, whether you are, whether you have had a household as a widow or widower, you can still think about these issues um, and these concepts. When two become one flesh... Um, man, man does not hate his own flesh. He loves it and nourishes it. So, um, you don't want to have to use the old moniker, a house divided. Um, however, that does not mean that you should be, we're advocating for a hive mind like, okay, um, we all read from the 1984 NIV um, and it's this exact translation, and we all use pink highlighters yeah. on this f- to, to highlight things we agree with and and green for what we don't. No, no. But we're talking about the overarching principles and uh, um, gears that run the, the, the machine of the family because it does matter. And as we kind of wind this down and giving everybody a sneak peek and a tease, well, let's give an example so people can see where we're going and we're going to be doing this for many seasons, and we're going to start. The f- season one is going to be, um, the intro is going to be, what is theology, systematic theology, and household theology? So it's going to be this right here, but expanded. And then we're going to talk about how we know anything about theology. And season one is predominantly going to be about the Bible and the Word of God. Um, so let's give an, a quick example as we kind of close down about what we mean by household systematic theology. you have any ideas? This is off the cuff. It is. Yeah. I was going to let you take the lead, though, so I didn't accidentally oh. give a spoiler of, like, sure. <laughs> say something that got said too yeah. soon that was going to be an episode. So this is, <laughs> as we've been talking about how the Lord has refined and retooled our marriage and also the idea of the equal yoke, um, this is one that you and I have talked about uh, as the kind of tester, like going back and forth. So 
the doctrine of creation. And if you don't know what the word doctrine means, it just comes from a Latin word that means teaching. So what the Bible teaches about creation, the doctrine of creation. Um, there's a lot of different theories out there. There's a lot of different theological concepts uh, concerning it. Um, there's young earth creationism. All right, so you read the Bible, you do the math, like answers in Genesis style, and the, the earth's like between six and 7,000 years old and those types of things. Um, with that, a literal creation. With a literal creation. It's yeah. not figurative. Um, it's not day. There's another this one called day age. This. Yeah. yeah. Symbolism. There is symbolism in creation, though. So we're not divorcing those. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, for example, on the other end of the spectrum would be like theistic evolution. So here's what we're talking about, uh, forming a household systematic theology and actually having these types of conversations as a family even if it does cause some tension, this needs to be done in, in charity and love as you're working through these uh, issues and learning where you can live with tension and where you can't. Uh, and that's where the Lord needs to give you discernment. And I pray that we can give you some. I don't think that you need to live with tension on creation, but you can live in tension on like one of the episodes we'll do coming down the pipeline of like Bible translation. The husband really likes NASB and she likes King James cool just don't read it's the totally message fine. um you know but if the wife is a theistic evolutionist because she has grown up in a in a in a decently solid church and she believes god created the world but she went to government school like we all have around here um and it was taught evolution she goes yeah you know i don't believe that we all just evolved from monkeys i believe god created but some of this makes sense how it looks like things are related to one another so that's probably what you like. So God, God used the evolution. God caused the Big Bang. Yeah. Versus uh, the intentional creative design and intentionality of a of a creator who said, "No, let me show you how powerful I am." Day one, boom. Day, these types of things. When you start to have those conversations, it will um, bring to the surface some some presuppositions and um, perspectives that maybe. Even something as simple as that has caused a couple stumbling blocks or a couple abrasive moments in the marriage. You Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, I agree. And then if you add children into the mix, um, if you're educating your children, okay, mom believes one thing, dad believes another, what are they going to get taught? Right. Which one are they going to Even get? as Christians, even as solid Christians, there's a big difference between, um, hey, you see those bones over there, they're billions millions and billions of years old and then dad's like no they're not they're thousands of years old and the carbon dating has been uh you know tampered with because of a massive amount of hydrogen dioxide called water yeah (laughs) in a massive you know the flood bang so that would mean one parent is teaching essentially that that is what occurred god just controlled it yep um and then which is like a form of deism other parent is going to say no uh we go to genesis to see mm-hmm. how god created and he he spoke creation into existence and this is the order that he did it in mm-hmm. and so um if we were unequally yoked on that that would i mean i've already been teaching our kids about creationism mm-hmm. and young earth and stuff like that so if you believe something else then our children already would be seeing this conflict between mom and dad of like, which one do I believe? Mm-hmm. Which one's real? Which one's true? 
And um, so that's why we didn't want this to stay just broad terms of marriage because it everything is going to be affecting your entire household, mm-hmm. including your kids, uh, even if you don't think about it. Um, even if, as a child, I look back and may think, well, did it really matter that I was taught evolution? Well, it did, because it, it honestly made me look, uh, looking back, it made me not take the Bible as seriously, mm. because I was like, well, they're telling me this thing, but I really don't think that it matters. Uh, even if you just become indifferent about it, like, these things do matter, and um, they're going to affect all people in your family, not just mom and dad, because mom and dad are going to be the ones who refine and work these things out and are using these tools, and then you're going to be the ones training your kids, and you cannot train your kids being unequally yoked on something. Yeah. And also, this may be a, uh, a family that's established with older kids, maybe even adult kids. Yeah. And this is, um, if you take this seriously, like we have, because here's the thing, the as we've refined, like I know even with my own mother, um, we've had to have conversations, and that's very humbling to have those types of conversations. So that's what we want to facilitate, because we've seen that this is something that has been... Um, uh, abundantly fruitful for our marriage and our household. And I'm glad that you said it's not just about marriage because marriage is is a a covenant between a man and a woman. But that marriage, it doesn't just stay like on a piece of paper of commitments. It's lived out. And how is it lived out in a household, which is the bedrock, the foundation of society. So that's that's where we've been. Lots of coughs, lots of sneezes. Sorry, I haven't actually um, And some babies. Some babies. Babies. Um, but God has been gracious to us. Um, pray for the work here in Mount Sterling. Um, pray for Eastern and Central Kentucky, Southern Ohio, Southern Indiana. Um, we believe the Lord is genuinely about to do a mighty work for His glory and for His people in this area. Um, continue to stay in touch with us. We're going to continue to roll content out. It's going to start coming pretty quickly. Uh, this will be a little teaser. We've got a whole season one mapped out, so Morgan and I are going to take some time to get that recorded so and that done. we can <laughs> completely done. Baby gets here. And so it'll start rolling out. So, hey, here we are. This is where we've been. You can see us now. And um, she's way prettier than I could ever imagine being. So uh, thank you for just thank you for caring about us. Um, I know that sounds a little self-centered, but I mean that in the sense of people have genuinely reached out, just, hey, are you all okay? Even just What's a week ago, on? I screenshotted a message that we got on, um, actually, I got on Instagram because they are like, it doesn't look like this page is active at all. And I sent it to Zach, and he was like, okay, we've, yep. we need to get back at this. Yep. So that is the update. That's where we are. That's where we're going. We pray that you will hitch up with us to keep using the agricultural metaphors and uh, we can plow the field together and survey the land as we uh, equip one another, we pray, to have Christian households that are built on the solid rock of foundation and form household systematic theologies. People can see this now and see how we do things like we could snicker and do things behind the scenes, but I can't be as subtle anymore. Like me to reach over to here reach over to start our, our, <laughs> we might need to rearrange that. Oh, there it is. 
right so we will stay in touch we will keep putting things out stay in touch with our social media um pray for silver city church pray for east river church um and pray for your family we pray that this is this little update has been beneficial to you and that uh, the content that we are going to put out would be glorifying to god first and foremost and beneficial to his people any last words morning i'm good okay well we will see you you will see us and you will hear us also on the flip side we will keep We've you all updated that. Now we, can actually yep, we can mean it so uh godspeed and god bless to each one of you and we will hopefully see and hear from you all soon as well say bye morgan bye no you're supposed to say bye morgan bye morgan